This is the Roots Student Ministry Podcast. We are based in Southern California, and our mission is for students to connect, grow, and go in their faith alongside other believers. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle CSM Roots. Now, let's get into this week's message. Hi, everyone. I'm Chloe, the Roots Communications Intern. Today, we're on week four of our five-week series called Habits. Here's something that I think most of us can relate to. Do you have that one friend or family member who's one of your favorite people on the planet, but for whatever reason, you rarely see them in person? For me, it's my friend Rachel. I love her so much, but she moved to Idaho last November, and I've only been able to see her once since since then. It's really sad. Isn't it true that being far away makes any relationship more challenging? If you've ever had a long-distance dating relationship, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because Rachel and I can't physically be in the same place, we have different things we do to try and stay connected, like keep up with each other's social media posts, send each other TikToks, and text or FaceTime, obviously. You get the idea. Even though we can't see each other in person, it doesn't mean that the relationship goes away. It does, however, mean that we have to be more intentional about taking time to connect because it won't just happen by accident. We won't run into each other in the hallway at school or in line at McDonald's. We have to make a habit of connecting so the relationship doesn't suffer. For the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about the same idea when it comes to God. When we make certain things a habit, it makes it easier to connect with Him. And as a result, it helps us get to know Him better. One of the habits we can practice to know God better is talking about Him to others. When we talk about Him and what He means to our everyday lives, it makes it easier to connect with Him. And you may be thinking, how in the world do I get to know God better just by talking about Him? Sounds a little too easy, and if that were the case, why don't more people do it? I think when it comes down to it, the idea of talking about God, our faith, and our relationship with God makes all of us at least a little bit nervous. We immediately have questions like, What if we don't know what to say when we have a conversation with somebody, especially someone who isn't familiar with what it means to follow God and the subject of faith comes up? It's hard to know what to say, isn't it? And how do we make it seem like a natural part of the conversation and not totally awkward? Or what if we sound stupid? What if someone asks us what we believe about a controversial subject? And what if we fumble our way through our explanation of our viewpoint, which has happened to me more than once? But the bottom line is, nobody wants to make an idiot of themselves. Number three, what if we don't know enough about what we believe? For some of us, we realize that our beliefs are prone to change. And if that's the case, how can we be secure enough to talk about them right now? For some of us, we may not even be sure what we believe. In fact, some of you may be thinking, you think we should talk about our faith? I'm not even sure if I have any. And if that's you, don't sweat it. We get it. You're still in the right place today. Number four, what if we offend someone? It's no secret that faith can be a heated subject. Any search on a controversial religious topic reveals just how angry people can get. What if someone disagrees with us? What if we disagree with them? The idea of us admitting that we're Jesus followers can cause some fear and insecurity because we don't want to find ourselves in heated, angry arguments. And that's just the beginning. Chances are you probably have questions I haven't even thought of. The thing is, the ideas we rehearse in our heads have the power to create our reality. Meaning we can spend so much time being afraid of offending someone that when the time comes we still end up saying something offensive. 
or when it comes to talking about God, the last thing we want to do is prepare for failure. So let's talk about it. There was a guy named Peter who was one of Jesus' followers and closest friends. He wrote a couple of letters to some of the earliest Jesus followers in different parts of the Roman Empire. See, while it's tempting for us to believe that talking about God is only tricky for us here in modern times, the truth is these ancient Christians experienced it firsthand. After all, Jesus changed the way everybody saw God, so this was all new information for all of them. And they lived in the Roman Empire, which was the same empire that crucified Jesus and destroyed the Jewish temple. Saying the wrong thing around these people could have serious implications. So this idea of talking about God wasn't an easy thing for them to accept. Despite that, Peter addressed the topic. And here's what he said in 1 Peter 3.15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. The words always be prepared are important to note because Peter tended to be the kind of guy who flew by the seat of his pants, acting impulsively sometimes, but when it came to conversations about really big stuff, Peter had learned that it mattered to be prepared. So that's what he told the people he wrote to. Be prepared. Don't miss the opportunity. So fair enough, but how do we get ready? Well, the same way we get ready for a big game, an elaborate TikTok, or a big speech, we practice. Peter is challenging us to practice talking about God. He wants us to make a habit of it. So let's say you have a friend, a classmate, a teammate, or a bandmate who asks you the reason why you believe what you believe. Peter is basically saying, be ready to talk in that moment. Now, before you break into sweats, let's clear some things up. When Peter says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone, he's not saying you have to become a preacher, understand 100% of the Bible, or be able to explain difficult topics. None of these are the point of what Peter's saying. Instead, he tells us what we should be prepared to give an answer about, for the hope that you have. Peter is referring to what he did in situations where people questioned his reason for following Jesus. He shared his story and his understanding of Jesus. He didn't ask people to become experts, preachers, or speakers. He told them what he's telling you and me. Just be you. Share the hope that you have. Share your experience with God. And hopefully that helps you to relax because honestly, you and I have had a lot of practice talking to other people about our experiences. Like you'll tell anyone who will listen why McDonald's is better than Wendy's. You'll share your love for Netflix series, video games, or apps that you love. You'll give five reasons why dogs are better than cats to any random person on the street. In other words, we already know how to talk about things that we love and experiences that we have, but there's something about talking about God that makes it different. But what if talking about God wasn't intended to be more awkward and more frightening than talking about other things? What if it was just supposed to be, well, you being yourself? When you share about your experiences with God, it gives others hope. It lets them know that God is real to you, that he's working in the life of someone they actually know, and he's not just a random distant guy in the sky, and that he doesn't just show up in the lives of Christians who seem to have it all together. It lets others know that God is for you and for them. So whether you find yourself unsure of what to say or if you feel like you know exactly what to say about God, remember this. Talking about God helps us know him better. 
You can talk about anything. There are no limits. Talk about what you have experienced, felt, enjoyed, or benefited from in your own personal faith. You share your reason for the hope that you have. You never know how that hope will impact people around you who are dealing with their own difficulties in life. Peter concludes this thought by saying this in 1 Peter 3.15, but do this with gentleness and respect. So this isn't just an afterthought, it's important. Because when you think about how conversations usually go when it comes to religion and faith, gentleness and respect aren't the words that tend to describe them. Oftentimes it can feel like the exact opposite. So how do you talk about your faith with gentleness and respect? Well, you don't talk about it just to start an argument. Don't talk about it to shame or judge someone. Don't talk about it because you're convinced that you're right and everyone who believes differently is stupid. Just share your story in a gentle and respectful way. When you share what's real for you, it makes you more real to others. It makes the conversation more authentic. People can see through rehearsed church talk. They can tell when you're just saying something that your student pastor told you to say or rattling off a list in an attempt to force someone to believe something. But when you share out of your own heart and your own experience with God, you come across as a real person who's had a real encounter with Jesus. Think about the things that you love to talk about. Chances are that you talk about those things because you're passionate about them. But also in the process of talking about them, you become even more passionate about them. Whether it's fashion, your favorite musical artist, your favorite football team, video games, fishing, or the person you're dating, you talk about what you care about. You aren't trying to, it's just a natural habit you formed. And in the process of talking about it, you care about it more. You don't have to know everything about it to talk about it or care about it. You just start talking. And the same is true in your relationship with God. As you talk about him more, you'll discover that you get to know him better. And that's what I want you to do when it comes to your faith. Just start talking about it. But what does that look like practically? Here are a few steps to get started. So first, speak up in your small group of friends. This is a great opportunity to talk about your faith. And as you share, you never know if someone else will be able to relate to what you say. And that way, your sharing will help others grow and your faith will grow as you vocalize what you believe. And don't forget that having questions and doubts about faith are part of your experience as well. You don't need to only talk about your faith in an everything is perfect kind of way. Sometimes it's good for others to hear that things aren't perfect for you. This gives them permission to share their own struggles. And as you search for answers together, I believe you'll learn about God in a whole new way. Just know this, you don't have to have it all figured out to talk about it. Second, think about your story. Think about why you believe what you believe or why you don't believe. Think about your personal experience on your faith journey. Write it, type it, or just say it out loud. And keep this in mind, your story doesn't just have to be things that have affected you. It can also be things that have affected people around you. If your mom is a single mom and she says, the only way I survived this is God, that's part of your faith story because she's your mom. The people who are around you are a key part of your story. So feel free to write down the ways God has impacted their lives as well. And third, fill in the blanks. If you don't know where to start, try this simple formula. I was blank, but God blank, and now 
blank. Think about what was happening in your life before you invited God to be a part of your daily choices. It could sound like, I was tempted to lie about my actions, or I was insecure about my appearance. Then think about what God did for you and fill in the, but God. It could sound like, but God made promises that allowed my true self to be who he designed me to be. And then fill in the, and now, with something like, and now I live with more confidence. You don't have to share your experience like everything worked out perfectly. Just tell your story with all the twists and turns without the pressure of making it all sound happy. So as you make it a habit to talk about the reason why you believe what you believe, imagine if it not only stretched your faith but also helped the faith of people around you. Whether you're talking to people who believe what you believe or disagree completely, talking about God with others can help you get to know Him better. So as you share, as you hear others share, and as you make a habit of doing both, you're going to find yourself knowing God better. And remember, you don't have to know everything to share something. So let's pray. Dear Lord, um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak during this habit series. And I pray that we can all just feel more confident talking about you to our friends, our family, even just random people on the street. Um, help us to just have the boldness to say what is on our hearts and talk about the way you have impacted our lives. Personal testimonies um, are so powerful and can really show people the power you have to change lives and change hearts. So I pray that we can all be encouraged to share our testimonies more and um, hopefully inspire others to get to know you more through that. So we love you and in Jesus' name we pray, amen.